Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're tuning in to this podcast. St Bride's is one of the most famous and historic churches in London. Behind me, just over that wall, you can still see the remains of a Roman pavement dating back to around 180 AD. And there's been a church on this site since the 6th century. So it's a privilege for us to be keeping alive that tradition and the message of Christ's love for all here today. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always a great pleasure to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details in the accompanying text. And now may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. welcome you very warmly to St Bride's to our service of choral evensong on this the 13th Sunday after Trinity. Wherever you are in the world and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven to offer unto him through our Lord Jesus Christ our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to make confession of our sins, to pray as well for others as for ourselves, that we may know more truly the greatness of God's love and show forth in our lives the fruits of his grace, and to ask on behalf of all men such things as their well-being doth require. Wherefore, let us kneel now and humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, 
We have erred and strayed from my ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. May the almighty and merciful Lord grant unto you pardon and remission of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Old Testament lesson is written in the book of Exodus, chapter 12, beginning at the 21st verse. Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families, and kill the Passover. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop, and dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door, and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. And ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons for ever. And it shall come to pass, when ye be come to the land which the Lord will give you, according as he hath promised, that ye shall keep this service. And it shall come to pass when your children shall say unto you, What mean ye by this service? That ye shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt, when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses. And the people bowed the head and worshipped. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The New Testament lesson is written in the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 4, beginning at the 23rd verse. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy. And he healed them. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee, and from Decapolis, and from Jerusalem, and from Judea, and from beyond Jordan. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men revile you, and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savour, Wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfil. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Almighty God, who hast called thy church to witness that thou wast in Christ reconciling the world to thyself, help us so to proclaim the good news of thy love that all who hear it may be drawn unto thee through him who was lifted up on the cross and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of thy only Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I suspect that all of us have been profoundly disturbed by the images and film footage emerging from Afghanistan in recent days, especially the appalling and frightening situation at Kabul airport. Such images of the profound helplessness and despair of whole families, their small children with them, have been heartrending and have inspired many to look for ways in which they can try to give help and support to the refugees from that tortured land that are coming to the UK. A few nights ago, the news coverage of the crisis included a piece about a community group in the UK that was fundraising and gathering resources for Afghan refugees. What I found particularly interesting about this specific news item was that the group in question was Jewish. One of their representatives was very clear about why they felt a duty to offer help and support. I don't have her exact words, but the essence of what she said was this. We are Jews. We have been here ourselves. Many of them had not forgotten the kinder transport during World War II that had rescued a previous generation of their families and was the very reason for their continued existence. And I find that their response has been replicated in Jewish communities across America too. What struck me particularly forcefully about their generous and compassionate response is that, of course, around 99% of Afghan people are Muslim. There are times when the walls that in normal, uh, during normal times separate us from one another in profound and definitive ways suddenly cease to matter. When catastrophe, whether it's natural or man-made, forces us to face the fact that ultimately we are all human beings. In the end, there will always be far more that unites us than divides us. There is only one race, the human race. If only we could manage to remember that during the rest of the time, when imminent crisis and humanitarian disaster don't suddenly demand that we do. But I want to stick with the story of the Jewish nation for a moment, because in different ways it is relevant not only to our present circumstances, but to our readings this evening. In our first passage from the book of Exodus, we heard how the Israelites, enslaved in Egypt, were protected from certain destruction by remaining in their homes and anointing the lintels of their houses with sacrificial blood so that the destroyer, as our passage names it, passes over them, which is, of course, the origin of the Passover. The story of the Jewish people is a repeated story of survival against all the odds, a story of systematic and savage persecution, but also of liberation and rescue, sometimes against all the odds. Their history has undoubtedly left its scars on an entire nation. I have a wonderful edition of the Passover Haggadah which includes the following commentary on the text from Deuteronomy 26 that begins, A wandering Aramean was my father. It goes like this. We were strangers in Egypt and Kiev. We were foreigners in Babylon and Berlin. We were outsiders and wanderers in Spain and Poland and France. We looked at the citizens of those lands with the dark, pleading eyes of the alien. Our hearts beat the hesitant beat of men without rights, fearful and uncertain. We pray thee, help us to remember the heart of the stranger when we walk in freedom. Help us to be fair and upright in all our dealings with every man. 
Oh, burn and brand the lesson of all the years and all the lands on our hearts. Lord, make us forever strangers to discrimination and injustice. And so to our second reading this evening, which includes the famous passage from St. Matthew's Gospel, traditionally called the Beatitudes. Some of you may be aware that this particular series of sayings by Jesus are also to be found in St. Luke's Gospel, where, if anything, they are even punchier and more challenging. In St. Luke, we find, Blessed be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. By comparison, Matthew seems to tweak those words almost as if in an attempt to soften them. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. But it has always seemed to me rather important that these key sayings are preserved in both forms. My personal response to them is this. In St. Luke's version, Jesus is addressing directly the poorest and most marginalized and deprived in society and giving them words of hope. He addresses them absolutely directly. This is very much in line with the main concerns of Luke's gospel, which is very much a gospel for the poor and the vulnerable. In St. Matthew's version, on the other hand, I find a set of challenges for those of us who do not fall into those categories, which offer another kind of challenge and another message of hope. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. What on earth does St. Matthew mean by the phrase poor in spirit? Surely he can't mean the spiritually impoverished. That would make no sense at all. Well, it seems to me that perhaps what he is talking about here is those who, regardless of their material situation, in spiritual terms, come to God with open hands. They come bearing nothing and are therefore desperate to receive God's love and grace and forgiveness. That makes perfect sense to me, just as the notion that those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, those who are in a position to make a difference and who are prepared to act on it because they hunger and thirst for those things, they too are blessed by God. Whichever version of the Beatitudes we read, there is a message for us all in there somewhere. Hope for those who are suffering and have nothing now. Challenge for those of us who are comfortable and have much. It is our task to attend to those words and perhaps decide how they are speaking to us now as disciples and as human beings in a world so very full of suffering. Amen.
Let us pray. Holy God, transform the poverty of our faith by the riches of your grace. May your church be an instrument of blessing and release. We pray especially for the leaders of your holy churches, for Alison, our rector, for Sarah, our bishop, and for Justin and Stephen, our archbishops. We pray also today for the Episcopal Church of South Sudan, for Justin Bedi Arama, Archbishop and Bishop of Juba, for the Church in Turku in Finland, and for Archbishop Marie Lepanen. In our own diocese, we pray for all retired priests serving in the Edmonton area. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Holy God, we pray for the leaders of the nations and for all whose decisions affect the lives of others. We remember especially those nations where there is conflict. We continue to pray for the people of Afghanistan at this time and for journalists in that nation and around the world who are in harm's way in the course of their duties. We pray that justice and righteousness may prosper. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Holy God, you refresh the face of the earth and the lives of your people. Pour out your spirit on all in need of renewal. Restore us in your loving mercy. We continue to pray for the people of Haiti at this time and for emergency services around the world. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Holy God, you hold us through all our days. Be with all whose spirits are weak and who seek to be set free from their ailments. We remember especially those in our parish community in this city and around the world who are in need at this time. We remember before you in the silence of our hearts any others known to us who are in need. And we ask for your blessing on all who suffer, in body, in mind, or in spirit. Bring us to rejoice in the wonders of your healing touch. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Holy God, you judge the hearts of all with truth and mercy. Look with compassion on those who have died. We remember before you all the recently departed and those whose year's mind comes at this time. Rest eternal grant unto them, O Lord, and let light perpetual shine upon them. May our praise be always of you and our hope in your saving love. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We commend ourselves and all for whom we have prayed to the mercy and protection of God. Merciful Father, accept, accept these, these prayers, prayers for the, for sake, the sake of, of thy Son, our, our Saviour Jesus, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
peace of God which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you all. Amen.